Hello, hello, all you gigalos. Welcome to Garbage In, Garbage Out. I'm your host, Kelton, and I'm joined, as always, by my amazing co-host, Grift. How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's it's good. It would be a lot worse if I was uh, participating in any of the Twitter discourse this week and seeing a lot of uh, mutual on mutual violence out there in the timeline. So, uh, yeah, stay safe out there, everyone. My goodness. Yes. But joining us this week, we have the one, the only, the amazing JJ Demon. Yeah. How is it going? What's up, guys? How are things? Oh, it's, it's just another day in paradise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Paradise PD, the Netflix show coming season four, I guess. Oh man, at some I'm point. sure it's good. Yeah, I'm sure it's very. Oh good. yeah, it's from the people who who did Brickleberry, so you know it's high quality <laughs> entertainment across the board. I'm sure right. it's going to be the biggest opening in Netflix history, no matter what the actual viewing numbers are. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, it's true. <laughs> but you're about to dive right into it. Uh, it's another Gigo cast, ladies and gentlemen. So. Uh, we are, in fact, going to be running down 15 entertainment stories in three-minute segments. Let me queue up the timer, and uh, let's get started with box office, or rather non-box office news. Huzzah! Yay! As uh, Griff was mentioning, uh, Red Notice, the uh, Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne Johnson film, had the biggest opening ever for Netflix. The source was Ryan Reynolds, who said <laughs> that. Uh, it was co-sourced by Dwayne Johnson. Netflix, of course, doesn't reveal the numbers so we have no fucking clue what exactly has happened or how much they astroturf this what an accomplishment though right fellas hell yeah dude ghost gone red notice baby hey <laughs> streaming now on all platforms yeah <laughs> red notice is one of those movies they used to make a lot in the 90s that like could have been directed by anyone or no one you know it's like made just to launder human trafficking profits you know? yeah yeah, I mean, you know, I, it is Netflix, so I don't think you're entirely wrong. <laughs> the like, director's yeah, yeah. name I, is Rawson. Rawson Marthal, Marshall Thurber. Did you see that? I think I've seen a couple of other movies that he's done, but the name really does seem like it was one of those auto-generated yeah. things. Uh, like, quick, we need a character alias for a director. Uh, yeah, okay, there we go. It, it just is... It's so weird for me to see this because every Netflix new original movie that's a blockbuster gets a big time major release. And every time that they are bigger and better and bolder than ever. Right. So yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that these are all accurate and these are not at all being astroturfed, but we can't check the numbers. So this definitely doesn't feel like a Ponzi scheme in any way, shape or form. But Ryan Reynolds yeah. wouldn't lie to us. No, no, of course not. <laughs> Deadpool wouldn't lie to us, fellow Reddit fans. <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, my God. I mean, talk about AstroTurf. Like, we're seeing absolutely nuclear levels of cringe from the official Netflix Twitter, like, re in relation to this thing. Like, just, I, I can't stop thinking about that, um, the post where they uh, claimed that the Ed Sheeran bitch uh, meme is 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 iconic now. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Like, you, you, you can't make fetch happen, Netflix. And your their their bio is currently 
put Regina King in every movie. Like, my God, they're just double. They're, it's they it's the 2014 Tumblr popular people who have taken control Ugh. of the Netflix account. Like, that's what this is. Uh, also, before I forget, this movie has officially, though, bumped up the Netflix stock price to where now Netflix is bigger than Disney. They are now number one toppling the mouse house. We live in hell. <laughs> That's the general theme of the show. Yes, uh, I'm glad we uh, we all got on with that. That's a joy. Yeah, it, it is pretty wild to see, though, because that means that we can now root for Disney films as the gritty underdog, you know, the small entertainment company that could. <laughs> I, I wonder if uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi's uh, uh, stock tracker did like a pump and dump with this one. <laughs> oh, we, absolutely. Come on now. Of, of course. She got uh, uh, early screening of Red Notice. It was like, this will do numbers in my NIMBY audience that I have. It's a joy. The next story that we have is uh, it's from another massive media conglomerate. So, yay, I can't wait for this sequel of IP to occur. It's called And Just Like That. It's a teaser trailer that shows a Sex in the City sequel. Ladies. I don't know. I haven't watched the show, so I didn't know who any of the characters were. It was just a montage of faces that I didn't recognize whatsoever. Uh, the best comparison I had was that this must be how my girlfriend feels when I start talking about NBA trade rumors of <laughs> uh, just n no reference point whatsoever. Uh, th this is this is truly atrocious, but go ahead. It's HBO Max. Carve out another niche. You got this, y'all. Like, I mean, I our, our aunts can watch their favorite uh, now gilfs at this point, I guess. Uh, <laughs> come back to like insult their intelligence again, I, I assume. I don't know. I assume that's what it is. I assume it's them just talking down to like wine ants. I, I would imagine so at this point. I mean, it, it is seemingly weird, like that because there were two Sex in the City movies that I think tackled the idea that they're all all getting older. So the fact that then now we're getting a TV show with everyone coming back and they're treating this like their version of a Friends reunion, like my God, it, it just seems just like the worst. I don't know, uh, but maybe there are people who are excited about this. Maybe there are people who are like, this is going to be the thing that finally makes me get HBO Max. <laughs> well, yeah, this like, is going to be the property. I, I think this this show has had like a nostalgic resurgence among like millennial women. Like, so they're clearly like trying to tap into that market, but just like, well, who gives a shit about like bougie white women and their like uh, brunch plans and male problems now? Like, it's just like, obviously we're not the, <laughs> we're, we're not the target audience for this thing, but just like, oh my God, who, who, who gives a shit? I, I, I bet that's like, I, I, I bet they're going to have like a bunch of scenes where they're like at brunch and the servers are all wearing masks like the, like, but, the, but they're just like oh. living their lives as usual, you know, just a bunch of like rich bitches in New York city, like fuck well, out of here. Oh. Wasn't one of the, like the, the second sex in the city movie, like, didn't they go to like Dubai or something? Yeah, they did. I can't believe this hotel was built by slaves. 
slaves. I can't wait to have sex with all of them. I'm <laughs> yeah. such a Samantha. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you if, if, if that girl you like, uh, if you see her uh, posting pictures from Dubai on Instagram. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to work out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's even worse if it's your grandma posting pics in Dubai. Yeah. You're, you're just, they need to shake the franchise no up and have like one of them join ISIS or something. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Session the city three. Let's do this. Let, let's pivot though to a different kind of movie. Uh, different tone entirely. Uh, it's sexless. Uh, just kind of done that way. Uh, it's the being the Ricardos official trailer. So it's the uh, uh, I Love Lucy trailer. Yeah. Let the gravitas wash over yeah. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron Sorkin, a uh, real, real pedigree going on here. Um, I mean, my first thought from seeing this is like, okay, they're clearly trying to like do like a, a you know, you know that um, a Marvelous Miss Maisel show where it's yes. like where, where, where they do they do this weird thing where they like where they like apply like, like, like they retrofit like current like cultural narratives, particularly about like like feminism and women like yes. onto on onto like a rosy eyed idealized like period they're aesthetic retconning piece. history. Yes. They're 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 retconning. <laughs> they're they're like being like oh this it, it, um they they treated women like shit back then, but let's let's focus also on how everything looked like incredibly nice and nothing was like. There was there was like there there's no like sharp edges to the aesthetics of this world. Yeah, and like, they make all that... the girls girl bosses. Like now, like you yeah. like all the heroes are like breaking the mold and speaking up to the men. And it's like that didn't happen. Like I'm not saying it shouldn't have, I'm just saying it didn't happen. Like that was part <laughs> yeah. of the construct that it couldn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean I, I think if anyone could, it would be Lucille Ball, but the fact that they're like, well, we're going to reveal that she's a communist in this movie. All right, Aaron Sorkin, director of uh, Trial of the Chicago 7. Work yeah. your lib magic on this shit. Yeah, he just reduced Abby Hoffman to Jeff Newsroom in his last movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they make so much of Kidman's inability to move her face. But what about Sorkin's incredible talent for taking revolutionary champions of class politics and reducing them to neoliberal pussies? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is going to be amazing. Like, I, I'm waiting for there to be like a thing of where like at the end, she's handed like the, a script and it says like Star Trek in it. She's like, well, fine, I guess I will fund this. Just to really make the nerds happy. I mean, knowing Sorkin is probably going to like end in a big speech where like the hero like wins over everybody with with the power of their their words um, and <sighs> liberal platitudes. Uh, so yeah, yeah, not not high hopes for for the the uh, politics of this thing for sure. No <laughs> high high hopes for a living. High high hopes. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. the, oh, will the chocolate? Will the chocolate <laughs> conveyor belt scene make the movie? <laughs> of course it will. You know, it has like, to, right? Yeah, uh, those people with feeder fetishes, uh, they demand that scene <laughs> appear. <laughs> but like that's going to be, you know, everyone's going to be talking about that. Oh, my God, the way Sorkin did it, the way he fitted into it. It's like, shut the fuck up. It's go It's going to go in there just because it's the only thing anyone knows of Lucille Ball, other than us who know she's a communist. The next trailer that we have, it's called Power of the Dog. It's a, a new film starring Benedict Cumberbatch and several other people. Uh, Kristen Dunst, Jesse Plemons, and then a, a couple of other character <laughs> actors. Um, 
This movie is it's about a uh, farmer in the 1920s in rural Montana, and it, it just kind of looks like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch acting. He wants that goddamn Oscar. Give him that goddamn Oscar. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't yeah. Know. It definitely it definitely looks like like Netflix Oscar bait for sure. I I couldn't the the trailer didn't really sell me on like why we should care about any of this. It's just like oh let's let's just market him as the next Daniel Day Lewis because he went so method acting he probably got like nicotine poisoning right from he like, did he got it like so three many times. hand roll <laughs> cigarettes <laughs> which you know like the first time uh, can happen to anyone who's a method actor second time that's true commitment third time like you're just increasing the insurance liabilities on set man like <laughs> we need to get you to stop this shit right now. Um, it is weird because like while watching the trailer, you're kind of just watching Benedict Cumberbatch shit all over this teenage boy. And I'm like, well, the big reveal is going to be either that the kid is his son this whole time and not like his brother's kid or whatever. Or that kid is going to absolutely murk the fuck out of Benedict Cumberbatch like at the end of the movie. Like that's the only way I can see this kind of Oscar film working in any capacity i hope it's the latter <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was uh, erotica for white women power mm. of the dog oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, no 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 uh, we're gonna watch uh, all the women and sex in the city watching power of the dog and talking about uh just what a, what a rogue that benedict cumberbatch is um, and just like that power of the dog double feature <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that and Clifford the Big Red Dog, you know, just uh, a one, two there, complete the trilogy. Uh, it is weird to see, though, that like Benedict Cumberbatch, I think, has found a way to be like part of the Marvel machine and also do his uh, high concept or not high concept, but awards bait style projects. Like, it doesn't seem like he's let up on either. And the, the man just is, is printing money at this point. Yeah, and he just did some under-the-radar show for HBO that nobody fucking watched. Like, And he starred in it. Patrick Melrose or some shit, right? I, I guess. Never I, even heard yeah, of that. Yeah. yeah, you guys never... Yeah, I came across it, and it's like recent. It's like 2000 or, or 2019 or something. Wow, wow. Okay, well, you know, congrats to him. That's what he gets. I bet it's a BBC production as well, too. Like... That's that's what he happens. Yeah, they, they just need- like people just want to see a, a British guy be like, "Howdy, partner! Look what the wind just blew in." <laughs> it is very bizarre doing like American face the entire time yeah. between this and Doctor Strange. It's just like, oh golly, I, I I can't even imagine doing something other than this. That same fucking Doctor House voice. I am gonna watch this though. Of course, like it, yeah. it looks like it's going to be a good movie. Yeah, and it does. So, it looks like, tense. Uh, when inevitably, when we have to do the the Giga Oscar episode, uh, that's going to be fun to go through uh, and see, like, uh, well, like who's going to win, who's going to lose? Because I mean, this will be part of it, regardless. Who's going to win the golden trash can? Mm, that, that's what everyone wants to know. Many are saying it. Dozens of people demand to know. <laughs> so our next trailer that we have is for a film called Silent Night. It stars Matthew Good and uh, Kira Knightley. Everything is the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Every fucking movie is the apocalypse. 
or, or the fucking prevention of the apocalypse. Well, of like, course, you know, it's the time in which we live, JJ. Yeah. I mean, but even like the kitschy holiday romps, like this is like a, a holiday. This is a Christmas movie. And it's like our in-laws don't get along. And also climate change has set the air on fire and we're dying. Like, <laughs> uh, it's, like just the, the, it's just an in-law experience, JJ. It's OK. That's par for the course. <laughs> and like there was also a line in the trailer being be something about like the Russians are at fault. So this is, is this like British Russia gate. And they're like, oh, we should have voted green. Like what? <laughs> What, what yes. would you do in this situation? Oh, you know, I, I personally would vote, but uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what this family does. Um, yeah, they also, make it look like yeah they yeah. make it look like we're gonna like the politics of it, but it's like it's just it's just such a like a, a cliche to say that it's easier to imagine the end of all life on Earth than to imagine the end of capitalism, right? Empire's Castle, baby. But that's that's the tagline for all entertainment right now. Like it explains their obsession. Like without class consciousness, it would require to see an end to capitalism and therefore a path forward. Like they're stuck in this world without any hope, like sitting on a pile of money, but like that burns, like everything burns. You know what I mean? So this yeah. is the shit they're cranking out is like, uh, well, uh, you know, a bunch of writers sitting in a room going, let's, you know, come up with something. And it's like, we're all going to die. Like, <laughs> I did appreciate and that line in the trailer, though, where it's like the, the parents sitting the kids down to talk and be like, we just want you to know that it's not our fault. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> it's another one I'm going to watch, you know, but <laughs> you're going to sign up for AMC plus. Oh, no, I, I have board. a I, I got a server, so I'll, it'll just pop on there whenever. Oh, it goes yeah, on. yeah. Yeah. Uh, allegedly, hypothetically. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. You you know, a movie's going to be good when it's both like a black comedy and the trailer literally says like this is a black comedy that's in the across the screen the like <laughs> that, that is, I, and I don't know whether or not they're doing that because they feel like the audience is dumb or whether or not it wasn't meant to be a black comedy and they fixed that in post like they tried to give it a little bit of a darker more sinister edge and uh, that they're saying it's a black comedy now not just a shitty drama yeah, I, I just, I don't know. It, it feels weird, especially it feels weird that it's going to be on a streaming service. And uh, it's a streaming service that I'm not going to get. I'm sorry, AMC+. Plus. Um, uh, yeah, well, like, I didn't even know that existed. They, they got to <laughs> pump out those Walking Dead movies somewhere. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a real problem, which makes, like, this next movie feel like such a palate cleanser by comparison. <laughs> It's for Belfast. In fact, I believe it's out now in limited release. It's a coming-of-age movie inspired by Kenneth Branagh's childhood, and so it explores his family being a, a, a big crossroads. So I thought that this looked pretty good. No, this is the worst one on your list, Kelton. <laughs> How? Well, I, I'm Irish, as many, <laughs> as many of you know. <laughs> okay, Listen, keep going, keep it's, going. It's called Belfast, right? Uh -huh. A movie about Belfast in the 1960s, uh -huh. but the film's stated country of origin is the United Kingdom. I see. Basically, yeah. this movie, this is a coming-of-age tale of a young Ulster volunteer force prospect. This is bad. This is an anti-IRA movie. Yeah, I'm so sorry. It, yeah. Um, oh my god. I should have known when right. they moved like, to like, Australia that that was the, uh, the an indicator. <laughs> yeah, like the like the sort of uh, crux of this narrative seems to be like, oh. Uh, 
the things are bad here because the IRA is making problems yes. and uh, we, we need to flee to somewhere peaceful. Yes. Instead it's of imperial join, propaganda. Instead of joining the cause. I mean, it, it also just looks like sort of like, like an Irish exploitation movie. It is. Makes sense. It's shot yeah. in black and white and it's going to yeah. be about Irish people being miserable. Like I said, yeah. I'm going to enjoy this movie immensely. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. It looks like, oh boy, our boiled potato life sucks shit. But uh, much less because we're Protestants. Not like those dirty, <laughs> dirty Catholics over there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I originally saw this trailer uh, in in theaters before seeing the the French Dispatch, so it, it definitely uh, set the set the tone pretty well for that one. Oh boy! Um, oh, yeah. oh God! Tell me, <laughs> and you're in New York City, Grift. Uh, yeah, the, the eliteness is just washing yeah, over just you. Oozy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get into some class conflict right here. I can't wait for your scathing review. <laughs> of titane as you just explained <laughs> is that how you pronounce that uh well you know it's from the titanium plate in their skull so i assume uh, so okay but, yeah yeah yeah. i've been know. saying titane i mean i you call it anything you titane. want i call it the, the uh chick that fucks cars movie so you know uh, it works they made, they i don't made i don't like body horror i end up turning it off <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, they, <laughs> <laughs> they made the dragons fucking cars subreddit into a movie. <laughs> <laughs> but art house, make it tasteful, yeah, you know. Of uh, course, of course. <laughs> it, it has to be that for the for the love of God. All right. So our next film that we're gonna be uh exploring here, it's something that felt weird because I'm not a huge fan of the uh the Apple Plus subgenre the or rather the streaming service i didn't watch finch the tom hanks movie when it came out uh and so it felt weird for me to think like i guess i actually want to watch this movie uh it's called twas the fight before christmas uh, we follow a Christmas-loving lawyer whose uh, Christmas holiday plan hits a snag when his HOA <laughs> informs him that uh, it, the however he wants to put on his Christmas spectacle, it violates the rules of the neighborhood. And uh, just looks like a just an amazing man uh, versus the system, but the man is a delusional, deranged maniac. I mean, like nobody, like you're right, like nobody has Apple Plus, but you know, if if I end up uh, uh, torrenting this this thing, uh, this this guy looks like a huge piece of shit. Like, <laughs> oh, absolutely. He, he looks yeah. like like uh, he looks like one of those like uniquely like American psychopaths. Um, so like, I, I'm fully ready to, to just hate him this entire thing, but also, uh, you know, we got to show some of the respect for veterans of the war on Christmas. Oh yes, um, of I, course. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would expect him to be rocking, um, rocking one of those hats this year. So imagine as they're going through in that montage of like his garage, if one of your hats just <laughs> oh appears in this like corner there, uh, I, I made it. I have to get Apple plus now. I have to yeah. Encourage other people. Oh God, what have I become? This uh, does kind of look like uh, like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, but if like Clark Griswold became the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> 
It does. I mean, again, like this guy seems to be like the bad guy in every other Christmas movie. Like the, yeah. you know, like the, what was it? Christmas with the cranks. Uh, you know, it seems like that, that Dan Aykroyd character uh, through and through. But in this case, he's having to take on an HOA. And I don't know how y'all are uh, with the HOAs, but those things can go straight to hell. Finding a way to add more little uh, small business tyrants type attitudes but onto like whether or not your house can be a beige brown or a chocolate brown just god i hate them there's there's no good guys in this thing it's it's bad all the way down just fucking um i mean and that would probably increase entertainment value to just watch like just uh, bougie suburban each other's throats for no reason you know (laughs) i I really can't wait for them there to be like yeah but the kids have lost the true meaning of christmas and that's (laughs) like the big third act reveal is like, oh, well, he, he oh, gave God. it all up so he could celebrate <laughs> Christmas with his family. Just kidding, motherfuckers. He put a 5,000-watt light bulb on top of his house, and he shone that tree. He shined so green like he was the great Gatsby uh, across the entire neighborhood. Oh, God. Uh, it, it's a joy. Let's see. So the next uh, movie, next trailer that we have is for what's going to be coming out on Friday. Uh, It is Ghostbusters Afterlife. We got the final trailer. So after like what feels like three years, we uh, finally get to say that this movie is coming out. And man, they really stranger things this whole thing (laughs) for me. Uh, I was like, oh, so Ghostbusters is now a group of plucky kids in a small town and they're i guess fighting ghosts sure fuck it why not paul rudd is there uh some adorable little mushroom not mushroom marshmallow creations as well so get sell that merch baby sell it hard well they're also doing that like lib shit now where they're marketing it as like jason reitman's like coming to terms with the trauma of growing up the son of the guy that made the first Ghostbusters <laughs> movie. Like that's literally how they're marketing this now. Like this is, I, I had to finally deal with, I had to confront, you know what? I, it's like ableists now, if you don't go see it or you're like a <laughs> gaslighter or some shit. Well, like, as someone who already has been called ableist and a gaslighter, I feel proud in saying <laughs> that I guess I will stay on brand the entire time. Yes. The, the official stance of this podcast, we are, we are a pro-ableist podcast uh, <laughs> on, on, on the record. Um, but yeah, like just who who the hell is this for? Like Gen, Gen Z people who like care about the Stranger Things vibes, they don't give a shit about Ghostbusters. Like the the, the sort of like Gen X. But they X do care about nostalgia. trauma, Grifty. Oh, oh God. Yeah, they, they do. That's right. But it, like, it's stepdads trying to relate to their kids. Like this is what they take uh, their kids to on the one weekend a month they're allowed to see them <laughs> oh <know>. shit <laughs> i also like good idea. It, yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i also ooh, like yeah. pro tip for all the of our bad ooh. dads in the audience jotting uh, that down <laughs> <laughs> yeah like there, there's also a line in it where it says like there hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years which is basically like saying that the the ladies ghostbusters never happened 
right? Oh, like, we'll see. Back on board. I guess now. Now okay, you have to. On board. It's Let's good. Go. It's Let's good. Go. <laughs> if you don't see this movie, you're supporting Lady Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. Yo, what if that was why they put that in there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that would be that would be so awesome, dude. I would yeah. go see it. Then. <laughs> we we made one point three billion dollars in Thursday night previews. <laughs> <laughs> Reddit reviewers are saying it's reconstructed my childhood. <laughs> I'm proud to say that after watching this movie, my mom and dad are back together. Real quick, uh, before we dive into uh, the news of what occurred this week, just want to throw a quick plug to our Patreon. Uh, for $5 a month, you can show your support for the show. We've also got a, a just a bunch of random uh, bonus content up there already. And once we hit 25 patrons, we're going to start rolling out an extra episode every week just for our patrons. Uh, it, it's really great. Again, I know that several of y'all have already uh, joined in. That, of course, means a lot. Uh, we all always need more it's insatiable uh we can only riff on uh hating ghostbusters slash loving ghostbusters but ironically and in a cool way uh for so long liking it to do misogyny there we go that's uh that's the entire reason there uh so please go ahead and check that on out but now we get to dive into uh, our top news story of what's going on. It's uh, already feeling kind of old and stale, so I'm glad we're going to talk about the bloated corpse right now. Uh, Disney Plus Day happened, everyone. Yay, Disney Plus Day, the most rewarding time of the year. Were y'all excited? I didn't even know it happened. I got everything like, I wanted. Uh, I, I'm so happy for you, JJ. Uh, I'm glad Christmas came early, I guess. <laughs> God. What about Disney Bust Day? Yeah, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse just nutting himself. I, I, you know I, that might work for a certain core element of Disney fans. Uh, Disney uh, just had an announcement. Uh, of all of these things that are going to be coming on to Disney Plus. It was really trying to hype up the streaming service and uh, just vast swaths of things, but there wasn't really anything truly substantial. Like people thought that there were going to be a whole bunch of trailer releases. And instead, no joke, it was one massive Twitter thread where they posted like one trailer and six different posters for things, as well as other generic announcements. It, it was underwhelming to say the least, but I guess that makes it an accurate representation of Disney plus as a service overall. Definitely but does. It's just another like stock pump thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I was just going to say that, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, like, that, that's, of that's course it is. these things are anymore. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, they, no joke, two days before Disney Plus, they had a stockholder meeting and they're like, listen, we only grew by like 2.1 million subscribers, even though we were hoping for like 6 to 10 million as growth. So uh, this is kind of a, a huge fucking problem for us. Uh, well, I guess, you know, we're going to, start talking about all the stuff that we have, you know, like they, they were obviously planning on talking about it anyway, but like they really hammered home the fact that they had so much IP in the pipeline, but none of it was actually ready. They didn't even have a fucking Obi-Wan fan uh, or Obi-Wan trailer ready. They still just had the sizzle reel 
for the Obi-Wan <laughs> show. Like that that's how little they actually had of what was tangibly ready and available for fans. It was uh, uh also some news about how X-Men 97 is coming back. So uh that old cartoon is coming in and then don't worry kids we also have a not at all racist depiction of a story called sneakerella which is about black people and cinderella oh but it's oh sneakers oh everyone no. was dunking on that trailer oh like uh, just brutal who's uh, the like- jordan <laughs> what's the jordan's name uh it, it, it's so bad i mean it, it just was one of those things of where like oh so no trailers and then the one trailer you did release was just some wild shit like that okay cool yeah uh good job disney i see now why netflix is uh just lapping you so pixar's getting movie ideas from that racist sting operation those <laughs> cops did <laughs> remember that they just put a truck full of sneakers like in the middle of the they did lot. yeah oh, just yeah. Like arresting black kids <laughs> oh god trucks trucks full of sneakers trucks full of bricks during the riots you know kind of kind of problematic for them to include like the evil stepdad uh in, in that <laughs> one you know, like, uh, not not good not no good. not at all the next bit of news that we have is, uh, I, I mean, it's a bunch of different news stories, but I'm, I'm looping it all together into uh, Paramount Studios is officially punting until the year of our Lord 2023. Like they just said, fuck 2021, fuck 2022. We're just going to release all of our big stuff in 2023. Uh, they're going to be releasing the Dungeons and Dragons movie, Quiet Place 2, Transformers, Rise of the Beasts, Mission Impossible 8, and Star Trek 4, all in uh, 2023. So uh, just it, uh, it seems like an interesting strategy to say, like, well, we're just not going to be releasing anything big uh, at all for two years now. Uh, quick correction, because because people online are going to be screaming at their fucking phones, computers, or you online. It's a Quiet Place spinoff. You said Quiet Place Two. That already came out. Oh, my my apologies. Yeah, I, I should clarify. I should have. <laughs> I would never treat Cillian Murphy that way. Forgetting his amazing performance as not bearded Jim from The Office. Uh, <laughs> I do love him. I love Silly. Oh, he, he's a great actor. I just thought it was a thoroughly silly movie where, uh, <laughs> you know, they, they turned one hearing aid into uh, sonic weapons that they stole from Cuba. Yeah. And once again, it just doesn't end. There's no end to it. No. And so Quiet Place spinoff now. H- hell mm. yeah. Huzzah. Uh, me not liking Quiet Place 2 is ableist. I guess as well, because there's a deaf <laughs> character in that film. So uh, send your letters to uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, please. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, what One thing I did come across, though, is that Paramount Plus, the streaming service, as much as I want to dunk on them, apparently, like, when it comes to TV shows, they're doing pretty well. Like they're going to have the halo series coming out in 2022. And then also the Yellowstone uh, TV show that I think they're doing season four now, or it's season Season four is on now. And the, the prequel that takes place in the 1800s is dropping soon. 
Yeah. Okay. My well, stepdad loves it. Okay. Well, see, and this is my point here. <laughs> like Yellowstone season four drew over eight million people to the Paramount what? streaming what <laughs> network. I've never even heard of this show. What the yeah. hell? Yeah. The the numbers from the streaming service and the premium cable channel hit over eight million people. Like this is like almost peak era Walking Dead numbers. And oh my god! I, I, it's insane. <laughs> Class to me. politics. I'm telling you because it's like about like ranch hands and middle of the country guys mm. you know what i mean people the, like my the, stepdad the forgotten man it. yes yeah, yeah. yeah. you know but I, my stepdad's I mean, a carpenter <laughs> his whole life like he, this is the only show he likes like <laughs> you know what you know what this means uh more potential eyes on uh, um paramount's um future future classic uh infinite that's I right think. i i think i think history will vindicate it um but we can and, only and, hope and, as well as our episode on <laughs> god knows we would appreciate more streaming numbers to that thing come on now we promise it's a golden episode more people just need to watch it uh, or listen to it rather our next big topic that i want us to talk about is uh probably you know right up there with the moon landing and the fall of the berlin wall uh you just have taylor swift it fell? Oh, th this time it did, you know, yeah. Uh, it, it is crazy because uh, Taylor Swift, she announced her own version of Red. So Red Taylor's version hit uh, streaming services, hit stores, could be available everywhere. And this is basically the Zapruder film for women in the 24 <laughs> to 30-year-old demographic. Fellas, if she listens to Taylor Swift, that's a red flag. Oh, it, it's a red something. That's all right. It's a it's a red notice. Am it's I right? Red, yeah. uh, God Post damn. Red menace. Oh, red see, menace. see. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I forgot to plug. My apologies. <laughs> I got caught up in things, JJ. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, th this is this is wild to me though, because one of the biggest storylines coming out of this, of course, is that uh, a person that Taylor Swift dated. Uh, 11 years ago in 2010, Jake Gyllenhaal is now getting thrown over the, under the bus all over again because he stopped dating her when she turned 21. And how could he do that uh, when she's Taylor Swift, by God? Yeah. But was that his reason? I mean, that's what she's claiming his reason was. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal, again, like Leonardo DiCaprio, pretty much they're it, like both of those guys, like their entire careers, they've just been fucking people like who were 20 to 25 the entire time. No matter how old they get, you know, it's it stayed the same. And so uh, dudes rock. Uh, congratulations dudes do to indeed him. indeed rock. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, no. Actually, actually, though, I heard a revisionist take on this, which is which is very uh, in line with the dudes rock angle. Um, you know, once they hit you know twenty five, maybe they're looking for something serious. I mean, they're he's clearly the, the DiCaprio and Gyllenhaal clearly aren't. So, like, why waste their time? Just move on to the next one. Yeah, it's, it's about right. it's it's about showing showing respect for their ticking clock. Uh, no. <laughs> wow. I had me until that end phrase. <laughs> we got we got to work on we got to punch up. Some some of the press release there, Jake Gyllenhaal, but uh, we'll we'll get back to you. Maybe don't refer to Taylor Swift as a, a ticking or ticking clock, and then y'all will be fine. You can still fuck uh, nineteen-year-old Peruvian models all you want. Just uh, you know, may, maybe leave that in the fertility statistics out, 
out, out of it, you know. Um, yeah. it, it is weird uh, though to see because I mean it is almost an inspiration for toxic guys, myself included, to know that like you can fuck someone up so royally that they can be Taylor Swift and still be thinking about your breakup eleven years later. You know, like it is it is just wild to see that level of success. Like that is a Hall of Fame type performance of a breakup that he he had i'd like try to think about like how much of a mess i would be if i was like still thinking about like my college girlfriend from 10 years ago like yeah, it's, it's just so it's not a, it's not a yeah it's it's no how who like like bitch you live like this like <laughs> Well, and also these these fans, they're thinking about who they were dating in 2010, meaning some of them is like, I don't know, that boy was like 13 years old, 14 years old, and you're treating him like the arch nemesis of your life. <laughs> Just oh God. It's crazy. But also like but she's she's so calculated, like she's such an industry like amalgamation yeah. that it's probably like the, the her her people are telling her, like, you need some big reveal of another famous guy you were banging like and we need it fast. You know what I mean? We need it stat. <laughs> Adele like, has a, you... an Oprah special coming out. You Taylor. cannot be swallowed yeah. up by this. No, I am. Who I am adamant. You yeah. fuck. I am. Um, I am. I am. Seventy show guys, come on! They fucked everybody. Taylor, cough it up. <laughs> I, I am adamant in my belief in the conspiracy theory that Taylor Swift has never had sex. Uh, she I, seems I think... sexless. She does yeah. seem sexless. Yeah. That's that though. I think is part of the design because it's meant to sell sex to to middle schoolers without it being sex. You know. Yeah, uh, so. you know that's yeah. weird. There is a time now. I don't know if this is the same for you guys, but like, because when you're like twelve that's who you're like jacking off to is like Taylor Swift type people, like the, the most famous, like hot women, but that all ends once you start to actually have sex because it, like you realize the sexlessness of like the commodified women, you know what I mean? It's yeah. It's so yeah. sterile. Yeah. And also yeah, she's just yeah, too exactly. old, you know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's been too old for like 11 years now. <laughs> Mad respect to Jake Gyllenhaal the entire time. Let's actually talk a little bit more about him because he's in our next story. Uh, they are making a uh, Roadhouse reboot with Jake Gyllenhaal starring. So, yeah, buddy. You know, let's fucking go. Dudes do rock. <laughs> so I, I'm hoping he gets into like Southpaw shape uh, for this role. And then, you know, he, he just... Uh, <laughs> Acts like a not even like a cool man's man like uh, Patrick Swayze was, but almost like a Donnie Darko performance, like ripped Donnie <laughs> Darko. That's just you know uh, ice picking people in the back of a of a of a bar. That's all I'm hoping for. I hope yeah. he plays the door. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I know there's a lot of love for for Roadhouse, so I'm sure people are wondering why it would be a reboot or a remake or you know a continuation or whatever. And the answer is like, I, I think he just kind of wants to play like a himbo role. And you know, now uh, whereas before, I would think 
Could he actually do this? Could he pull that off? Now I'm rooting for the guy because I know that he has the ability in him, you know, to, yeah, to be after that I saw type. how he dealt with Taylor Swift's old ass. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he move from town to town? Well, his girlfriends kept turning 21. <laughs> so once they got old enough to see him at his place of work, he ditches them. <laughs> He literally bounced. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, I'm just stoked for for, uh, seeing any kind of dumb project like this pop up because uh, these are the kinds of movies that I think do deserve to get looked back on of where they are kind of ridiculous. But like, really, we remember like five minutes of the film overall. Whereas, uh, you know, like that's the sort of stuff that, yeah, I would like to see the reboot of because why not? And you know what? Like, even if it's even uh, even if it's a fucking insult to the first movie, this is still I'm at the point in my life now where these projects are just interesting to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. Just to see how they fuck it up even could even interest me more, you know? Absolutely, of course. I mean, Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal in a bad Roadhouse reboot. Oh, oh that's that sounds so much better, even <laughs> than like a compelling drama. Instead, no, fuck that shit. Uh, yeah, this is way more interesting than like Mission Impossible Eight, Star Trek Four, or like Trans- Transformers like Six or whatever the fuck. But, you know, like even just- though I will see all of those, but yes, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. We need we need to uh, quantify this with being like will you see it in theaters or on your uh unofficial plex server because you know we got uh the mission impossible is definitely in theaters like those are <laughs> those are the best action movies being made right now dude. tom those cruise will die insane. in this one we guarantee I, it i hope not i hope he i hope he keeps making until he literally dies on set like oh come on but the Transformers, I'll probably see in theaters because my my wife loves those movies. Um, oh my but god, JJ! Star why? Trek, I will not see in theaters. Oh, okay. Well, right. fine, fine. Uh, you have to draw the line did win, somewhere. I'm glad. Did I win you back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will see them as the director intended them to be watched, uh, with uh, one earbud in, um, with <laughs> using a, a Microsoft Zune. <laughs> The, the next tr- uh, story that we got, uh, it also relates to uh, a, a movie coming from MGM, and uh, it's that Jason Momoa and Dave Batista they're going to do a buddy cop movie together where they're playing two brothers working a case in Hawaii. The director is uh, rumored to be David Leitch from Hobbs and Shaw, and the writer did uh, Banshee Warrior and then The Sea TV show, also on Apple Plus, uh, that I haven't seen, uh, again, because I'm <laughs> ableist. It's a world full of blind people. How good can the the show be? Uh, Wait, that's is, what I thought. Is that the premise of it? Yeah, I, yeah. It, no it, one it, can it see. It just looked like, oh, okay, because it just looked like, like weird, like... Like not uh, Vikings, print, like yeah, yeah, not not Vikings, like fighting in the woods. But uh, wait, they're all blind. Like, yes, what? yes. <laughs> I tried watching it. I tried. Now apparently, the show gets good after the first couple of episodes. Well, you know um, what? I I look forward to them canceling it at the end of season three, and then I don't have to hear how I need to watch it, but endure three bad movies worth of runtime. Come on now. 
Yeah, because I did try watching it, and like as soon as the first like fight sequence happened, where like the they're all blind, so when they go searching through the woods for this guy, they're moving so slowly, and they're tapping sticks in front of them, like swishing it in the grass. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, how will this ever be good? Oh, and the, the answer was like, what? But the hand to hand combat, and like, yeah, sure, great. So what's the big development in the show? Well, eventually, kids start being born who can see. Oh, so it was like a one generation thing. <laughs> Fuck this shit. So now it's just a bunch of blind old people. Everyone else is all right. Okay, uh, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. So enjoy it. But uh yeah, this this movie seems fun. You know, it, I'm hoping it will not yeah. be like red notice. Because, you know, like this seems like the exact same kind of setup. Two likable enough actors with a kind of everyman director doing a movie together. Like, oh boy, can't wait to see how this turns out. But, you know, at least they're filming in Hawaii. So congrats yeah, to them. Yeah, I, I hear the synopsis and, I, and I'm thinking like Hawaii 5 meets like End of Watch or something <laughs> like <laughs> oh god that got so gritty at the end so, so fast yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> fascist but have put some vaporwave aesthetics on it you know yeah. fascist but with uh boogaloo shirts that that's yeah. uh what's happening unfortunately yeah. it sounds like two muscly actors just want to go on vacation together yeah <laughs> it, it does and you know uh they're also i mean maybe uh jason momo will be back for dune part two uh, I'm not sure what flashbacks or whatever, but it is weird that like they've been in a TV show together. They've now been in, in like a Denis Villeneuve movie together, and now it's time for them to bro down in Hawaii. <laughs> Just yeah, I mean oh. they were they were both in Dune on opposite sides, but they never like met in the conflict because they you know he he uh, Jason Momoa uh, sport Dune spoilers he 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 didn't make it but oh, I would no. I would have I would have loved to see them fight in Dune because like we, we we didn't get to see Dave Bautista's character really like go at people except for just like beheading um like helpless uh, captured uh, members of House of Trades yeah. <laughs> we can negotiate those politics yeah oh man it's such a good thing it's nice to see when a studio will let a director go forward on his full and complete vision now to pivot to what our next story is dr strange 2 is undergoing massive reshoots and when i say reshoots i mean they are going to be filming all day six days a week until the end of the year at least so that's over 40 full days of reshoots and uh many people are wondering whether or not this will be quite possibly an entirely different movie uh and they all oh they also brought all of the writing team back on so it's possible it's going to be a entirely different script as well congrats everyone <laughs> I mean, this is what happens when you you know you bring in someone with like Sam Sam Raimi, who's probably trying to do trying to do do something more unique than the typical Marvel formula. And then they they're 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 probably just bringing in like the Joss Whedon team to go water it down for for you know the the regular audience that they're going for. We just got yeah. done with our script for being the Ricardos, so I can't wait to work on Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange too. <laughs> God, uh, it's Aaron Sorkin. They brought in Aaron Sorkin to write. It's just it's, it's Doctor Strange and Spider-Man sitting at a table having very terse conversations about what a multiverse would be, and not showing any of it. Just them uh, having that. God, uh, 
I mean, it does feel weird. I wonder how much of it is, though, them trying to like get scenes together uh, that tie into the other movies. And I wonder how much of the reshoots are going to be. Well, now that we know that this movie is going to be done, we're going to film like all of the different Dr. Strange cameos in all of the other movies right now as well. Since now we have an idea of what it could be like, that's at best what it is, is a little bit of actual reshoots on the movie itself. And then a lot of shooting for Dr. Strange to be popping up in all the other movies in all their other bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm not sure ultimately is better. Honestly, like uh, I, I think the jury's a little out on that. I don't know, man. I, I think I'm, I am in the perfect state of mind regarding all of this Marvel shit. It's like I don't care. I'm I watch it with like passing fascination uh, at, at the peaks and valleys. I am sort of happy that Eternals is getting shit on. I don't know how it's doing in the box office. Number one movie two weeks in a row. Doing is it? Well, that's why they're doing the reshoots. They got to put like a gay sex scene in it then. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking go. Yes. All that tension, tender shot of Doctor Strange tracing his fingers along Wong's arm. <laughs> the fleeting glances <laughs> in the library. Oh, it's them? <laughs> yeah, no, they they actually had to they actually had to include a a, a pederast uh, storyline between Doctor Strange and uh, between Benedict Cumberbatch and Tom Holland. He's just like opening a portal to another dimension and sticking his hand through and molesting children. <laughs> it's not me; it's my multiverse self, the evil me. Yeah. Uh, I found the universe where the only way to cure cancer is to molest children. I've been living in that universe. Everything is possible. (laughs) Yeah, but why are you choosing to be in that one? Kevin Feige is like, okay, so I have some notes about the movie that you made. (laughs) We cannot have Doctor Strange be a pedophile. (laughs) I appreciate the artistic direction that you're going for here, Mr. Raimi, but uh, we we have to do some reshoot. Sam, you've been out of the superhero game for a couple of years now, right, (laughs) Times have changed. (laughs) I don't know what you could get away with back in the early Spider-Man days, but... (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, our final story is uh, our our closing segment here. It's uh, respecting the grift. Uh, (laughs) It is just such an amazing headline. Every every week I look and I try and see what's like the weirdest news story to come out of SNL and see if maybe we can fit something in. And wouldn't you know it, when I read this headline, I knew I had to get Griff's thoughts. Because you can now purchase a Pete Davidson sex toy that vibrates when he appears on Saturday Night Live. This is out of pocket. <laughs> yeah, this is fucking insane. I mean, uh, the, the, my, my mind is doing like random association here. You know, there, there, there's been those stories in the news about, oh, he's, he's dating Kim Kardashian now. And like, you know how, you know, we got the re-release of Donda uh, yesterday and 
uh, Kanye was, was sending out those like little like play, like those MP3 player things where you could like combine, like you, you could do your own remixes of the songs. And like, so this is, this is basically Pete Davidson's version of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And unfortunately Kim Kardashian has both the MP3 player and the Pete Davidson edition. Uh, fortunately only one has been played. So uh, it, it's quite problematic. <laughs> Truly the woman that has it all. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean you know like uh respect to Pete davidson because i assume he had to sign off on this uh it's a hell of a of a cross-marketing promotion uh to see it's also nice that he's kind of fully leaning into being every celebrity woman's like rebound guy officially uh and he also seems like he's a, in general a pretty cool hang so I can only imagine that the female jealousy will be like Pete Davidson will not be appearing in that many sketches on tonight's Saturday Night Live because he's been too busy hanging out with his new celebrity boo. Like uh, we, we good, can anticipate never, those tweets. <clears throat> never let him play Joe Rogan again. Probably the worst one. Like, I mean, SNL always fucking sucks, but that latest clip has been going around like one of the worst things I've ever seen. I didn't see that. Uh, are you it's saying that the guy from guy code doesn't do the best impression work? Grift. Is that, <laughs> is that what you're saying? Guy code, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> they thought we would forget, but we remember. I remember that, uh, you and John Gabris, you fucks. So, um, yeah, it, it's just a, it's just a weird thing, uh, in general, I think for them to be wanting to put out there, but uh, more power to them, more vibrating power to them. Settings on high all the way through. Um, it's also <laughs> weird because like that means that, you know, as they're signing off and saying goodbye uh, and you see him on screen, does that mean that vibrates like as the credits are rolling? Uh, I, I have so many questions about. Yeah, this. I don't know. I don't know what the fu the function of this could possibly be. It, do it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's weird. Say. What does it look <laughs> yeah. like? Is it like his face and head, like a blonde like head <laughs> that you like stick between your gross <laughs> legs? Like, uh. and yes, they are gross because they are the legs of a woman and not that of a taut, attractive man disgusting. like Jake Gyllenhaal. You know. Uh. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, yeah, that's the note I want to end on. That's all feeling dirty and grimy the entire nice. time. It has been an episode, so thank you so much, JJ, for joining us. Oh, here. dude, this was awesome, man! Thank I you. can't wait to come back. This is so much fun. Please, please, it's Hell a standing yeah. invitation. Anytime. So, you know, Hell yeah, man! You, you got the link, so uh, just just drop by whenever you want. You know, just just uh, keep on mentioning uh, all those poor Sam Raimi reshoots over and over. Uh, <laughs> need to figure out what's happening next. Uh, wh where can people find you, though? What have you got to plug? What's going on? Oh, man, uh, just wherever you get music, just search J.J. Demon. My newest album, Ghost Gun Red Menace, uh, is is definitely uh, in the top five rap albums of this year, I would say. And I'm allowed to say that uh, just because I am. I'm just allowed to say it. Yeah, um, it's right yeah, up there with good. Red Taylor's version. Uh, <laughs> As a top five rap albums, right? Yeah, I mean, then, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna second that too. Yeah, really good album. Go check it out. Uh, yeah, it's the, it's the real fucking deal. Raw thank shit. Thank you, Grifty. Um, yeah, always. Yeah, and uh, at JJ Demonic on Twitter. I don't have the JJ Demon at. Some dudes squatting on it still, but uh, keep checking, keep checking. Yeah. That guy's gonna die at some point, and then. <laughs> oh yeah, he is. 
Sorry. Parody. Parody. Parody on my Plex server. That's what it is. So uh, uh very cool. Uh Grift, what's happening in the shop? Um, so I mean JJ's on, so obviously gotta gotta plug the uh, Ghost Gun Red Menace album merch that we have in the shop. Yeah, um, yes. Search search GGRM. Uh, we got I believe we have a, a T and a hoodie up right now. Um, I, I, I we have some nebulous plans for 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 some um, for some young Stalin stuff. So be on the lookout for that coming yeah, up yeah. soon. Yeah, that's gonna be sick. Um, and I the, the the shop has a new redesigned homepage. It's looking pretty sweet. Got a got a whole uh, um, sort of redesign of the the way the collections are featured there. So definitely go check that out. Oh Lots shit! Of yeah, stuff. I want to check that out. Yeah, lots of stuff always happening on the shop. We got we got Gigo merch now. It's got its own collection on there through the through the new logo on some stuff. It it's makes me really so good. happy. <laughs> it, it, it looks, looks so it clean. looks so good. Yeah, it's 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 great. Um, so yeah, it's all it's 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 all you know. It's it's the Griff Shop. We're always running it. Always new stuff. So yeah. Um, you never, you never, you never know what's going to happen. I love it. Um, let's see for the actual podcast itself. You can follow us on Twitter at GigoCast. You can also follow us on Letterboxd at GigoPodcast. I'm not going to pay Letterboxd twenty bucks a month to change my name. I suppose I could do it for one month, change it, and then like unsubscribe. But I'm worried that then like the, they'll get me on a mailing list of other A24 fans, and I just won't be able to get off of that. Um, you can also uh, try and find us on other platforms. Also find links to our Patreon. You can find that just, you know, searching, searching garbage in, garbage out. Or you can go to gigo.plus and it will uh, auto redirect to our pod page website, which is basically like, what if Linktree was built for podcasts? So that, that all is pretty good. Uh, this has been an episode. It's been a time. Uh, I'm going to go try and get nicotine poisoning and call it method acting. What about y'all? Again, uh, Patreon, uh, pay us 50 bucks. We will watch anything and review it, including the Mayor Pete documentary. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, literally, <laughs> literally anything. We like just so give, give us 50 bucks. There's four spots left in that tier. So um, we're like, Ruby, Ruby, this is looking at you. I dare you. Do it. Do it now. Bet you won't. Bet you won't. (laughs) All right, y'all. Well, let's say goodbye. Peace. Peace. Deuces.